Oh my goodness, what is this? An episode with the guests? Do you remember guests? Why am I saying guests like that with that rolling S? I hate that S. Anyway, today we're joined by my dear friend, Dave Temple. He is a comedian, author. He has great content. You should check out his Instagram page and his Patreon page under I'm Dave Temple. That's the letter I, the letter M, Dave Temple. Temple. And I don't know why I'm saying today because this episode was recorded months ago, actually January 23rd, after I returned home from my whirlwind book tour. It wasn't whirlwind, but it was a tour nonetheless. And the homie Dave stopped through the crib. Remember when people used to come over to your house? And we chitty chatted about a bunch of things. And Dave, I love to call him, he is like my conspiracy theorist. So there's a lot of things that we talked about where it's just interesting to have someone's perspective who sees things on the darker side of life. That's why I call this episode Dark Matter. So tune in. Let me know what you think. Make sure you follow Dave. Stay strong. Don't be so hard on yourself. We'll get through all of this nonsense. But in the meantime, find things that, you know, help lighten up your mood. And I hope this episode does that. Bye. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit. That's not, that's not how I start my podcast. I start, that's how I used to start ranting and raving with y'all, Manita. <laughs> I start my podcast. What's going on, Misfits? I am here today with my dear friend and comedy brother, Dave Temple. What's happening? How do you think about that? Am I am I a comedy brother? Or am I more like a comedy son? No. Think about the time that we spent here. Well, that's because y'all was freeloading off me. But <laughs> you're a whole adult. Like you have a life. You're an adult. Like you have a life. Like you have a a family. You have a home. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you if you weren't a comedian, you would still be an upstanding citizen and adult like you know people would still Jesus look at your life and be Christ. like yeah you got it look like you got his life together i think i'm the only person that does not see this i've been having debates with people about whether or not i'm a good person why you know what because i know my past and i know my programming okay and i know that that's not acceptable but it's funny because people will still be like no 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 you're a great person and it's kind of like what we talked about before where i think you can't self-proclaim yourself anything. People have to catch you in the act and they want to label you, if that yeah. makes any sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, if they didn't catch me being a bad person, then I'm not a bad person to them. But they have to catch me so that they could be like, they got to out you. But I think you being a former bad person doesn't mean that you're still a bad person. And you don't walk around and operate the way you used to operate. But my but mind also, like, still just, goes there. That's But I think, I mean, I tell a joke about it. Like, your mind is you're right like you could still be a fucked up person in your head as long as you don't act out on it yeah but that's all twitter is is people saying they're fucked up inner thoughts and people destroy people over what they say Yo, on twitter. really quickly i was walking with winnie before we started and i was just like scrolling on twitter i know you shouldn't be walking in and like scrolling but i was <laughs> and um and there i just came across this somebody retweeted a video of a person and this guy saying that Here's a video of his mother beating his grandmother, like elder abuse. And he was posting the video 
because he's helpless and he can't do anything because his mother's like well connected by like the people in there like police district and so he was appealing to the public to help turn his mother in because he can't do it and 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 I felt and I was doing really good because I like once I realized what it was I didn't watch the video but people had retweeted it so much that it, I like accidentally clicked and I heard the audio and I was like, oh my God, now I'm devastated because like, <laughs> I hear this woman getting beat, like she's speak, beating her with a belt. But anyway, so it just realizes like in in some parts, people responded to him like, what? oh, you sick? Why the fuck would you post this? Blah, 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 blah. And some people like, no, 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 he's really helpless. And it's like a lot of times people post sick shit, but it also might be like their cry for help that we don't realize that they're like appealing to a larger audience because in a weird sick twisted way people look at twitter my shit wasn't on <laughs> this is like the second time i've done this shit hopefully hopefully, hopefully it was getting picked up on mine lightly. i will yeah i'll just like bump it up but um i just okay so, um, but I realized that a lot of times people do things that that you may think is like weird as fuck, but they're they look into Twitter like a friend, like a confidant. I yeah, I get that, and it's it's tough for me to accept because I didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up looking at anybody as helpless. Yeah, I don't care if you were mentally challenged, missing a limb, or whatever. You can always somehow put up a fight. And we can't help you until you at least put up a fight. challenge? Yo, you know what's crazy? I remember in sixth grade, there was this kid, Jerron, who he was was challenged. And I remember watching this kid, Rodney, beat him up. Like, and it was, (laughs) it was so weird. I don't know why Rodney was, Rodney had issues. Rodney had some serious issues. And he was bullying and fighting everybody. Like one of those kids that every day he come outside, it's a fight. Y'all didn't help the special needs person no because he needed the like he was he was triggering a little bit and it was like hey man you gotta learn you can't do that you can't do that but he's mentally challenged so what was he doing like what do y'all think it what do like you think? he would dig he would snot snotty nose and you 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 my friend you my friend and touch you with the snot and it was like you would tell him not to do that and he didn't understand but you know, most of us dealt with it. Rodney didn't know how to deal with it. Rodney fought him. Okay, yeah. so did he stop doing it after he got beat up? Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't know whether he was still on the bus after that. I remember like like a day or they two probably later. They put him in witness his, protection. <laughs> I remember like a day or two later, his parents showed up to confront Rodney. And it was crazy because his parents, they looked a lot alike. Like, What do you mean? Like, like they could have been like, if not brother and sister, definitely first cousins. And dad also had the snot. His nose, so it was like, oh, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Like, you're not programming, you're not reprogramming Gerana. Yeah, yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. Yeah, I never saw him again after he got beat up. No, once like there's he goes to that different wing of school. Yeah, but y'all saw him in the playground. We saw no, 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 no. Did we? Nah, I don't think so. So he got beat up on a bus. Yeah, he got beat up on a bus, Mm -hmm. and then he stopped riding the bus with us. And because he got beat up, I think we might have lost track with him because that was that was elementary school. So I think we lost track of him by middle school. At mm. least I did. Mm, mm, mm. And see, I think that's also where my programming is, which is just like you know those people like that that kind of behavior of like I'm going to film it and upload it to the internet. 
as opposed to jumping in there mm-hmm. and knocking your mom over the fucking head to be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. That to me is like, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's a whole dysfunctional situation, but that this, what is this going to do? Well, I mean, t- from what I saw on the replies, he basically was saying that the mother was controlling and had taken advantage of the grandmother and got power of attorney and took over the house and forged signatures. And so he got kicked out of the house. So he wasn't even there taking the video. Someone else took the video and sent it to him and he posted it mm-hmm. to, to be like, see, look, my mother's, you know, an, an evil bitch. And I, and I'm not saying I, I, I believe that scenario, you know, cause I, I've known situations where people have like, taking advantage of forged shit or taking control you know and then it's always your word against theirs and if it is true that his mother has all of these like friends and people who are gonna just like let her out the video may be the only way to prove that she's a stone cold killer like Mm -hmm. so yeah and and again i don't know the situation so i would hope that this is his way of doing it mm-hmm. after being told by police when kicking in the door one time and being arrested for breaking and entering yeah. to be like, you can't handle it that way. You got to figure out. Because I've been there also. I've been advised by police after being arrested for handling things the wrong way when they know I'm in the right. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, you got to go get a lawyer. You got to do it this yeah. way. And you're like, all right. you know. And even then, that shit don't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember uh, I've had, I've dealt with either women being threatened by guys where they'd be like, yeah, I'm scared to do this and blah, blah, blah. I might need to go to the police. No, you don't go to the police because the police going to tell you to write this motherfucker a letter and send a certified letter to let it be known so that so you have proof you to take the court. believe in street justice. It's quicker and it works. Now, do you believe that we should abolish the police? Because, you know, there's some people who are like, nope, like get rid of police. All police are bad, which, I mean, we can say like systematically that is kind of accurate but do you think that we would be better suited if we had no police and we handle things like tribunally Mm-mm, nah nah i think there still needs to be a third party there um because if the police aren't there then some other group will rise to power but you can have it like okay so there's this town in mexico and it's a small town and they took over their town. So they are, they've kind of like succeeded, as I think the word succeeded, yes, succeed. from mm-hmm. the um, the government. So what they do is, is that they have their own police and they have um, like each section within the city has its own like elected official, um, but more along the lines of like, not like. Not like a chief, but kind of like a chief. Mm -hmm. And then they all meet together. Like they have like their little senate, like everybody from their little districts come and then they like talk about the things and they share the wealth of like whatever they do. They like they own their own farms now. They harvest their own stuff. If you go to their town, you can't have any political anything on your car. Like you're not allowed to campaign in there. They don't have like political elections. They have their local stuff. And they did that because they were saying that like poachers were coming and like like messing up the forest near them. Like people were like stealing their wood. People were like coming in and just being drunk and doing crimes. And so they kicked out all the bad people and they policed themselves and they haven't had any crime in like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody has is now making like a living wage because they funnel the money back into their own community. And I was like, imagine if like parts of Brooklyn like were like that, like say each like. 10 block 
you know, 10 by two block radius was like a district and they govern themselves. Yeah. I mean, in theory, it makes sense. And I mean, essentially, that's what every state is. That's what every city is. And I, I get the the concept is just but I don't have faith in humanity that people aren't corruptible. Okay. And that's the thing, even in a smaller, especially in a smaller situation, mm-hmm. uh, it makes room more room for corruption. Because the thing is, when it comes to corruption, as we're seeing with like these impeachment trials, is that it just takes one person to not follow the rules. Correct. And once one person doesn't follow the rules, everybody else is like, wait, he's not following the rules. I'm not going to follow the rules. And it's a domino effect. Exactly. Not yeah. to mention the amount of people who are just lazy and won't pay attention if it's not affecting them directly anyway they'd be like all right well yeah i got enough on my plate so if that's what he's doing it's not really hurting me and that's when people start looking the other way that's where a motherfucker who's willing to break the rules is going to get out of control with power you know do you have a social media post that you want to read uh that i want to read yeah that uh, you wrote that i wrote okay so let me set you up dave temple please Read your social media posts. Okay. So the most recent one that I posted yesterday was there needs to be an as seen on Instagram store. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because like I like a lot everything that I see on Instagram ads is fucking amazing. But I'm not But it's fake. You realize that it's that's why I'd rather see it in the store. I'm not gonna order it. Yeah. I need to go into a store where I can go like, okay, this is durable enough. Like, all right, I'll give you twenty. You know what's so crazy? I I've only ordered one thing that I saw on Instagram and it was like on someone's page. Like they were like, this person invented this cream, you know, whatever, like some makeup, not a makeup thing. It was like a lotion type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a lotion to get rid of the strawberries. You know how like black people have like the, the hair follicles you see on your legs. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like, you, like each follicle has like a little, it's like the pigmentation's a little darker. So it just looks like, mm-hmm. like Braille <laughs> essentially. So I have it on my legs. And I was like, oh, okay, let me see if this cream works. Like, I'm not bothered by it, but I was like, oh, if this cream works, it's only, what, like, 17, 18 <laughs> bucks, I'll try it. And that shit never showed up. And then I realized that's the scam. That the scam Everybody is, in the comments of all of the ads say, I ordered this back in December. It never showed up. What the hell? Like, yeah. And people just make a grip. They make a couple hundred thousand dollars, if not more, especially if somebody big. Uh, I actually saw the cream. This is my lesson learned. I saw the cream on Shade Room, and I was like, Oh, yeah, they got me. And I also think that <laughs> it's fucked up for companies or, I mean, not companies, but accounts to promote a product that they know or they're not sure is going to get there. Like, once somebody complains, I would never fucking air that shit again. Like, I would never do an ad like that again. But people just want to make money. So yeah, I was about like, to say, God bless you for having that integrity. Like, I'm, I'm of the school. I understand nobody's out here no. playing fair, so... Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like I think we start we gotta stop playing fair. It's too many people not playing fair already. Wait, How you the gonna... thing with Instagram that's hilarious to me. So my mother, my mother's not on social media. She, no, she's on Instagram. She's not on Facebook. She's only on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she be ordering mad shit off Instagram. Like, I think that's the or target. Or are they selling demogra- it somewhere else? How are they getting to her? No. I mean, she just sees ads on Instagram. And she'll buy, like, she ordered me a hair bonnet for the rain off of Instagram. Wow. But she'll she'll buy it for herself and then get, like, a second one. She also got, like, another, like, a, a silk hair bonnet, like, I don't know. Everything is hair bonnet related. So I think once you buy one hair bonnet thing, you just keep seeing more hair bonnet shit. I'm looking into that, that keyword search optimization. Like I just bought plane tickets. Now all of my ads are for uh, luggage. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out 
how to pay money to have promoted ads going directly to people who just clicked on comedy or just watched the special on oh, Netflix no, that's easy. because it goes yeah but you got every do it. platform so it's all what, in your phone but twitter okay so twitter so i've been doing a lot of like trying to do paid promotions for like my book tour mm-hmm. which just finished. congratulations thank you um but instagram is is more no, is it Twitter is the most complicated to promote because you have to create a separate account for Twitter ads. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you boost a tweet on your app, like your actual app, it only stays in your current demographic where you are located now. Okay. So if you if you were to like promote a tweet, like one of your tweets, and you was like, oh, I want to promote this tweet, it will only send it to people in this region where you are, like wherever you're oh uh, see, at least instagram account, you could choose it by yes, zip code or by choose, town yeah you, in order for you to choose it on twitter you have to sign up for their like twitter right. ads and then and that and that takes like a couple like at least a good like week rollout like you can't like that's the worst thing about an ad it's like oh i want to promote the shit but you really got to give yourself a buffer of like four to five days to like get it approved and all that shit yeah. facebook as facebook ads they'll be approved in maybe like 24, 24 hours, hours. But even then, that just eats into the time. So you really have to, like, have the foresight to be like, okay, I'm really going to promote this shit. I didn't really do that. Like, I didn't think about, like, paid promotions. And it really fucked me over because Facebook, for some reason, I mean, I'll I'll complain about this the day I die. But they (laughs) will block. They block the title of my book, Fuck Your Diet. So they were saying it was offensive. So in order for me to promote an ad, I had to. I had already created all of this content for my book promo mm-hmm. and then to learn that they wouldn't let f asterisk ck fly then i had to reshoot more shit to try and get an ad out to promote for cities why did all of the titles get to be so vulgar for you the titles of both the book and the album i mean big dick energy fuck your diet you know what's what going even, on with you I in 2019 know, i didn't even know that dick was offensive <laughs> until i said it on a fucking clean show and they were like you can't say dick and oh i was like God. well you just made it worse because you're saying dick so now i'm gonna be an asshole and be like why can't i say dick i didn't know dick was a bad i'm repeating it over and over again because i'm so annoyed that this motherfucker interrupted me on stage to wow. tell me yeah. you can't say dick and i was like we are grown motherfuckers in here i didn't say that part but i was like yo like in my mind i'm like we are grown adults you got niggas with backwards fitters in the front well they straight up killers sitting in the front row yeah and you worried about me saying dick mm-hmm. eat a fucking dick i think those people they do that to keep like to make it seem like they have a purpose i did a show for like a quaker school and i was telling this joke about my experience swimming with dolphins in jamaica mm-hmm. and this woman like stormed the stage like could you take it take it down a bit and i'm like am i too loud and she goes no, like the joke, tone it down. And I go, what do you mean? Is that is dirty? And she goes, yeah. And what was so interesting what about was dirty it was, about the joke? I was talking about like how the dolphin, uh, at first the dolphin was underneath of me and I'm supposed to be riding him on his belly back to the dock. Mm-hmm. And the fin kept banging me in between my legs and I didn't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I got off of him and I didn't want to, swim with the dolphin anymore and but i couldn't get back to the dock fast enough because it wasn't at like dolphin speed so they're like all right float and let the dolphin push you in by your feet and when he hit my feet his nose ended up sliding through my legs into my taint and now he's pushing me in that way (laughs) okay well i can see why she's like (laughs) so but the room is dying laughing she she pushed it under the fact that like 
you're making the students uncomfortable. And you should be like, but they're laughing. They're dying laughing. And so now she messed up your momentum. Did you roast that bitch? Oh, no. Because I didn't know who she was. But what was funny was how uncomfortable she was after the show when everyone is walking up, including other staff members, apologizing for her interrupting the show that they don't know what she was doing. I'm standing around taking pictures. This woman now walks up and asks, is there anything else that you need? Because the check has already been sent to the agent. I go, oh, no, no, I'm good. Okay, I was just trying to figure out why you were still here. And it was like, I'm talking to students, taking pictures. And I realized, like, this is your discomfort. You want me gone because you realize you didn't know where the joke was going. You made a mistake. And people are addressing your mistake. And you have to, you want yeah. this to be over. Yeah. And that's the thing where, you know, you see that a lot where people, like, I've, I've recently had a conversation. I'm sorry to go off topic. I recently had a conversation with a girl who was talking about how she did a... Um, it wasn't like she accused a guy of rape, but she wanted a kid out of her class because she was uncomfortable with him being in the room. So you know what I mean? So it's she's like, a teacher. No, they're students. They're students. They oh, go to college okay. together. Okay. I guess they dated. They hooked up. It didn't end well. Mm -hmm. Now she comes to, let's say, astronomy. It's a big lecture hall. But even sitting, say, if she's sitting in row four and knowing that he's in the back of the room it's in row her. 18, it bothers her. So she has to do something to make sure that he can never be in this room with me again because mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable. And what was that? I think she, like, did something to get him out of the class. I remember, like, whatever she told me it was... I was disgusted by it because uh, you, have you ever had a friend tell you something that they did and they're kind of like proud of it and you're like, ooh. Like I know, I know of comics who have gotten other comics banned from comedy clubs because I don't want this person around anymore. But how do you get some? Okay, because they're thing. higher ranking and they can go to the club to be like, yeah, do me a favor, get this person out of People here. People do that? Yeah. Why? Because they're uncomfortable and they don't know how to just deal with the fact that yeah, you made a weird mistake. I just removed myself from this situation. I would never, I would never, okay, I would, okay, with the case of the woman in the class, like if he had like physically assaulted her or if he was like doing stuff where he was harassing her and, and, and literally she was having like a panic attack every time he was in the space, I could understand that. But I think I would have communicated that with the teacher and been like, listen, I can't be in this class with this person. Is it possible for me to like do my shit online? Like I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't go through all of that to like kick him out of the class. Right. I would remove myself because that's a much, much easier situation. And then I don't want to also have to explain why I want this person gone to a whole bunch of people because I don't want to relieve or live or whatever it is. But when it comes to like the comics, it's like I wouldn't prevent somebody from making money because I know how hard it is to make money as a comic. Right. I would never like stop you from eating. But on the other, but see, and that's where all of that behavior is relatively new to me. I'm talking about like in the past seven years, mm -hmm. I'm even aware that this, because you know, I think I came to New York maybe about seven years ago. So prior yeah. to that, it was just Philly, 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 Philly. And I had that, that mentality. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, your mentality of Philly is okay. Like, if I was at a basketball court and I got picked on and someone stole something from me, my mm -hmm. ball or my hat, mm 
Mm-hmm. And it may have been bigger kids that I don't want to go around there. And that's all I need is for someone, a friend or a family member to be like, yeah, we about to go around to Myers. Oh, I don't want to go. What you mean you don't want to go? Why you? Eventually, they're going to get it out of me. He don't want to go because somebody, what? Mm-hmm. Now we got to take you around there. You got to go fight that person to get your power back. It ain't even about winning. You need to be comfortable to come back to... You know, this is this is our stomping ground. You know what I mean? This yeah. rec center is where we hang out. Which this is, is all it's we just got. Being like, don't you shouldn't be, don't be inconvenienced. Get over your fear and don't be inconvenienced. Right, because what you going to do? You going to stay in the house all day while everybody's at the basketball court and at the rec center and at the pool? You know, doing whatever. Yeah. You got to get your power back. It's the same thing like in jail. If you got a problem with another inmate, you got to handle that. What you gonna stay in your cell all day? You need to be able to come out and live and use the phone and shower and watch it, whatever. So you gotta get your power back. And there's some people who can't get it back, but I feel like we're living in a world where nobody knows how to get their power back. Mm. And or it's not nobody. It's it's New York and LA. What do you mean? Like, like not even New York, New York. I'm talking about like Williamsburg. Manhattan, all, all the places where the implants go, yeah, and they come to New York to be weird, mm-hmm. and this because most of these people are people who couldn't even stand up to their family. Of course, so you mean those people are the, the they're the wussy the wussies, and they're the loudest on social media. They're the loudest everywhere, and they're the ones that are kind of creating the narrative of like, hey, this is how we're supposed to interact with one another, and it'd be like, that's not real. Mm. That's not real. I don't know what narrative you're setting but if you speak out against that you're like promoting hate speech or you know anything like that and you go okay guys but this is not like you know we we talked about that in our group chat like Mm -hmm. hey if we go to war with iran (laughs) right now we are not ready there's nobody here who's physically ready to you know do anything no of course not but also that's why we talk so much shit because we know when it comes to foreign affairs and conflicts that the likelihood of them bringing it to our shores is small and if they do it's not going to be hand to hand combat. It will be like bombs. It'll be bombings. You know, like like it's not going to be like how you see all of these like World War Two video um, mm-hmm. movies. It's not going to be a U boat coming up on our shore with a bunch of Iranians and they got like guns. It's going to just be them dropping bombs or blowing shit up, and then you can't really prepare for that. You know, so even that would they would still be able to talk shit because like oh they snuck up on us. They you know we didn't see them coming. And then you just be like, oh, we they blew shit up, and then now we hate them from afar. But it's not like people didn't get people didn't we didn't have nine eleven, and people didn't like hit to the streets with their guns like in mob mentality. They were just like, oh, see what they doing to us. We we hate them, and it's just like, yeah, but y'all would never fight them face to face. Right, right, and that's I I don't like that. I don't I like the I like the fact that rednecks. And hood niggas still have that. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> but 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 let's be honest. I mean, in the terms of preparation, hood niggas have definitely slacked off. Rednecks is out there training militia style. The no, hood, the hood is not training like they that. They are. The we hood can't... is still shooting sideways, and they're good at it. They're good you at can't it. Can't shoot sideways. <laughs> you gotta shoot straight up. Here's the thing about. Rednecks can still film their training and put it online, and we'd be like, look at that shit. If hood niggas film their training and put it online, they're getting raided and they're going to jail. ATF is showing up. Yeah, but they should still train. They should still train. I paused myself because I was like, I sound crazy. But I feel like the hood should still, they should still train. They are. 
But uh, what did it? What's their intention? What are they training? See, they they training for each other. They're not training for. They're training for all oppositions, just like just like rednecks are. Rednecks ain't necessarily. No, come on. You know the hood is not training with the same devotion that the rednecks are. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because they not sitting around being like, yo, we need our guns for when the government come. They like, we need our guns for when the niggas two blocks over try to take our block. Well, because that's all, that's their immediate threat. I know, but I'm just saying that it's not, it's, it should be of a little wider of a scope. Like, I think, put it like this, I think about this in passing, especially like on Sunday when I'm walking past like all of these like mom and pop churches. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all got nine people in here. Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all all form like Voltron and have like a larger congregation, a more powerful political block, a more powerful community voice and get more shit done. Okay. If you have all of these little churches with their own little funds, it, it just, it just suits everybody better. But, but let me but ask you this. What do you do know that? about the little church and why, why they are there or why they exist? What do you mean? What do I know? Why do I know they exist? Yeah. Because I can hear them playing their music but do you know why there's so many little churches around well it's because i i mean i don't know why specifically but i i feel like it's a power thing it's like every person wants to have their own kingdom correct it's a guy who was a part of the big church Mm -hmm. and either didn't get the promotion that he wanted or got looked over for whatever and he goes all right well fuck that i'll go start my own church you know what i mean and it's and that's that's really what it caught. I, I used to be fascinated. I used to be around a lot of church people when I was in uh, high school, too. I used to love church people. I dated a... Uh, Wait, like 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 in school or outside of school, you would go and hang out In school. Church. My girlfriend at the time was a, a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. and uh, so I would like to go to be around her a little bit, but I would always still try to have sex with her afterwards in the car. <laughs> in the car? <laughs> was like, you tried to at. deflower her in the car? I deflower her in the basement, thank you. Of okay, the no. church? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um... So the the church kids, it was fascinating because there was a lot of kids that I knew that were preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for for the level of income that we were all at, yeah. they were rich. You know what I mean? Like my the girl that I was dating, like her dad drove a big old Cadillac. You know what, what I mean? What did he do during the day? Like, did he have a day job? So like he was a they had a uh, a daycare in the church also. Okay. Yeah. So you know they were smart. They were smart. You know business owners, every all all that kind of stuff like that. But. Um, there was this one kid who was really, really loudly religious. I mean, loud. He probably was gay, but good. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. He would, <laughs> he would have sexual like girls, that. but he was um, like, wait, he would, he was probably, he was wild, like he was very like church religious. shoes to school, but he was still fucking. Yes, he, but and the thing was. He would get kicked out of churches like that. Like he would come to visit a church and like within two months, he'd have keys to the AV room. He's running everything. He's helping put on services and running Bible studies. And then you would hear about a big blow up with him. And then he would leave that church. And I mean, this guy, when it, when it was but t- this is high school, right. And he had that in him at that also, age. He was a scammer. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but so it was. What's he doing now? He probably got his own yeah, church. Yeah, he's got his own church. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own church. He hits me up every now and again about comedy shows and he goes, Is this clean? Because you know I walk with the Lord. And it's just like, dude, you're you're hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? But what is that about? Okay, so maybe he's not gay, but it just sounds like that sounds like a that sounds like a um 
like a narcissist type of thing exactly yeah exactly like, like i can do it i know but for him to be kicked out as a teenager from church it sounds oh crazy yeah to me. like he was even that way in our high school in our high school because he was new in our school and he became popular really fast um but he also joined in with the uh, choir and he was helping her out, had keys to everything there. And then he got into it with like the choir director, like slapping her in the face. Cause they, he would also have violent lash outs. Like, so he was. Oh, so he was hiding behind religion to keep calm. I think he might've been a little off, like mentally, you know, there was a, some sort of chemical imbalance or something going Sidebar, on. In there. Do you remember that guy who was a comic? I, I don't want to say his name, but. He was like he was be he used to be really really dark. He wore glasses, black curly hair, like a curly high top, and then he got really religious and was going to open mics and like preaching on the microphone. Oh my god! Do you no. know? Oh god! I don't. But that but is... everybody was like, you was just telling a rape joke last week. Why are you out here testifying? Well, you, you know what the funny thing that I've noticed, even if I don't go to church much, uh, my my lady has recently joined a new church, which oh, oh god, this is a new phase. <laughs> I don't mean to challenge her thing, but it's just like. But I'm she, consistent with not going to church. But she's been going to church how long now? She it's been she, at least like, like two years. No, she. But even like she went, and then she stopped, and then she wasn't going for like years, and now she just started going again. But she started this new church. It's like these new new friends. Everything you know, mm. it, it's a whole new. 2020s a new year. She's put a new vision board up. Everything is like so. It's Yo, like... my God. Let me tell you about vision boards. So let me tell you how niggas ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> so I posted a picture on my Instagram, which is attached to my Facebook. And I don't ever really check my Facebook. So if you're on my Facebook account, Lord bless you. But I don't really interact on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I went on Facebook recently, like t- two nights ago for something. I don't remember. And I saw like all these notifications. So I was like, oh, let me look and see what people have been saying about my, my pictures that have been coming here from Instagram. And it's a picture I posted last week where I announced that my book got a second print already. And I'm holding, I have this like tote bag and it says, no, hell bent. Sorry, when he's trying to get on Dave and he has on black. So I'm trying to save his uh, sweatshirt, sweatshirt. Anyway, so, um, so I'm looking at this picture and I'm holding this tote bag. It says support black shit that I got from Uncle Bobby's bookstore in Philly. Shout out to Mark Lamont Hill. And it's just like me smiling in front of the bookcase with my book like right behind me. Mm-hmm. And so the first comment is this guy who I used to fuck years ago, years ago. And he goes, oh, he was like, oh, it's, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, oh, it's so good to see uh, that the vision board above your head, yeah, that the vision your vision board over your bed like came true mm-hmm. and i was like this is your way of trying to let people know that you was in my life and that we were intimate because why would you specifically say good to know that the vision board above your bed came true i can't wait to tell people how proud of you i like somebody and i'm like I, Nigga, I ain't talked to you in ages i feel you now Keep in mind, we didn't have no beef. It wasn't no, we just stopped talking. Like when you done fucking somebody, you just done fucking them. So it wasn't like no beef. It was no animosity, no anger. It's not like if I saw him, like, oh, fuck you. But it was just like, it was like such a weird flex. Can I throw in a man's point of view? I don't think it's a flex. It's just a, if you respond to it, the door opens back up to see if there's an opportunity to have sex again that's it it's all about how you respond to it because i'm taking it to a place of yes remember i used to be there 
beating them. And cheeks. hopefully it takes you to that place also and you respond in a way that opens that up. But I don't think I don't think he thought of it as a brag to anybody else that's seeing this. Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. <sighs> Okay, so that means that's like even more calculated than I thought it was. Like he's trying to see if I'm still interested in having sex with him. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna care about. Well, <laughs> I will say that he was extremely good in bed, very good in bed, like really good in bed. And I think the reason why I stopped fucking with him, people who are good in bed are probably not good in life. That's just <laughs> well, he actually he inspired a joke, but he was a uh, so when I met him. He was a personal trainer, which is already already lets you know he's a whore. Mm-hmm. And then he also coached basketball, which is like triple, like triple that, mm-hmm. triple that whore. Um, and I think did the he only cut thing hair also? that that was like, <laughs> that was the only thing I don't think he did. But like, if ladies, I do this, I I need to really bring this joke back. But like, if you if you date a man, and now I got to add another part to it, if you date a man and he's a personal trainer, barber, basketball coach. Or he has rings on most of his fingers. He's gonna fuck your whole life up, mm. and that's facts. Hmm. But um, but no, he wasn't in a position to fuck my life up. And, but he did travel with his life in his duffel bag. That was a joke I did. Like if you meet a man and he got his duffel bag his whole life, that's his apartment. Like yeah. he's coming over, he's staying until you be like, so where you going? But he was that kind of guy. But he always knew when he always knew when to leave. He never overstayed his welcome. But I think he also was sleeping in the gym that he was training in. So his life was in shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I just knew that he had nothing to bring to the table other than dick, and it was like after a while, the dick is just like, yeah, it's just dick. And you, you want to talk, you want to see shambles? You should go to the Planet Fitness down here on Flushing Avenue at like two a.m. and just see how many people are just <laughs> really <laughs> sleeping in massage chairs. You know, trying to you it's like it's like how, homeless people or like. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, they you can't, can't tell that they're homeless because they have gym memberships so they can shower and get cleaned up. Wow. But 24 hours. Like, even, it's not just, but it's all gyms because it ain't just Planet Fitness. Um, any gym that's 24 hours. Like, Lifetime Fitness is kind of like a really glorified thing for business owners who are probably going mm. through a divorce and can't really go home as much. So, like, you know, a Lifetime Fitness membership is probably like 200 bucks a month. But they have, like, Wi-Fi, office space, you know, they've got meeting rooms and all. So you can legitimately run a business out of Lifetime Fitness. They have, like, kitchenette, coffee, all that shit like that. I didn't know that. They don't have a Lifetime Fitness in New York. Right, yeah, yeah. These are, like, because Lifetime Fitness is kind of becoming their, like, they're the new version of country clubs. Country clubs are kind of on the way out. Yeah. It's just too big, too much of an overhead. But the same thing, if you're at a country club, your life can be in shambles. You can be rich, but still be like fucked up. But as long as you got that country club membership, yeah. you'll do whatever to stay at that country club and just make connections until you can rebound. Mm. So like Lifetime Fitness has become that. And then like places like Planet Fitness, the 24-hour ones have kind of become the cheaper version of that. And I know because I... <laughs> be in it at 2 o'clock <laughs> no, in the morning. Well, no. What I was doing for a long time, and I still do this, is... If I am leaving to, if I'm leaving on a 245 bus from Port Authority, there is a Planet Fitness on 34th Street where I can stash. No, that shit is trash. It's 24 hours, but I can stash my bag in there. What do you mean, stash your bag? Like, I don't walk around the city with a bag. You know what I mean? So I can put my bag in the locker. So what's in your bag? 
Uh, anything, you know, whatever. But I mostly usually like my laptop and stuff like that. And I don't feel like, because it was fucking my shoulder up for a while. And I was trying to do the messenger bag. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, like when I'm out doing spots, it's no point in carrying so like, my computer. Oh, so when you, come into the day, when you come into the city during the day, because you, you still live in Philly. When you come into the city, you will do like your work on your laptop. And then when it's time to do your shows, you go and put your bag. Right. So like most of my day usually starts at Compound Media, mm-hmm. which is on 35th Street. And the gym is right across the street. Okay. So I usually either go to the gym first. Or if I'm late, I'll go to Compound Media. But once I can get my work done at Compound Media and then drop my bag off at Planet Fitness and then move about the city. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm going back to Philly that night, then yeah, I'll catch a 245 bus out of here. And if I'm hanging out in the city, let's say if the hang ends early, yeah. everybody goes in 1130 and nobody's out. Or, All right. Now I still got like two and a half hours to kill. You yeah. know what I mean? So I might go by the gym. And when you go by the gym late at night, you see like, oh, I, I thought I was going to kill some time in a massage chair until oh that's already taken okay you know what i mean like people are hanging out sleeping in tanning beds doing whatever they gotta do but they let them sleep in tanning beds oh my god do they because you gotta realize like the people that are the people that work the counter first of all third shift working a counter at a fucking gym is like it is one of the most demoralizing things ever see and i think that's what i want more people to realize it's like i hate that mentality of like well if you didn't if you wanted to be treated better then you should get a better job it's your job like you know like people who shit on folks who have like crappy jobs and i think that we got to stop thinking that because it's mostly the people who are not in much better financial situations who want to shit on folks who have those types of jobs yeah yeah and i i've struggled i try my best not to judge people because that started happening a lot like at the airport tsa like when you look at TSA, I, oh, when I look at those people, I especially like hotel, like hotel cleaning people. Yeah, I'm like, I tip them every single time because I say to myself, "Who the fuck wants this job? Nobody wants this job. This is not a job you aspire for. This is a job you have to do for necessity." It's a, it's a, and a lot of it is welfare to work. Mm-hmm. When I was in, when I was in jail, most of the CEOs were welfare to work moms, and that is very dangerous to just put. That's why they be fucking all the inmates because they right. be like, oh, and I'm a- running product because this is their community. Yeah, this is their community. If you got a chick that's got a bunch of kids living off the government and they like, you need to get a job. Ain't nobody hiring. The jail is hiring, and they got plenty of overtime. Get up there, and they know half the niggas anyway. It could be that, but what's even worse is they call out a lot. <laughs> They call out a lot. And if a guard doesn't come to work, guess what? Lockdown until the next shift. So it's like, you know, mm. you could be scheduled to get out, take a shower, use the phone, whatever you got to do, meet with a social worker, meet with your lawyer. But you got some dizzy bitch who's just not feeling it today. <laughs> and that's your whole your whole schedule is off. Wow. Somebody should do a show about COs. Do they do, they do a show about COs? If they did... It would get like it would get white people. I guess it would get white people upset. I don't know. No, I was I just mean, thinking about no, that. No, no, white people. This white white CEOs is trash too. Look, you got a whole prison in Mississippi that's being sued right now because they letting the inmates kill each other and not protecting them. Correct. And I mean, I don't blame them either. Like I've seen the mentality of guards. Those dudes are in such such terrible positions because most of them they they come you get some of them who couldn't make the police force so mm-hmm. they're already wounded that yes. way yes all right then you get some that whatever they were doing personal training whatever wasn't working and they ended they up home benefits. their dad was a ceo and they're like you need a job 
So I'm going to get you this job and you're going to walk the tear just like I walked the tear. I did it for 40 years. You could, you know what I mean? So then you get the people that do shit like they're trying to expedite it. Like you can work as much overtime as you want and then get to a certain level where you'll get your benefits, your pension, and, and you just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So you got guys that'll come in putting in 60, 80 hours a week just to try to mm. fast forward through the thing. That's terrible because you're now an inmate yourself. Yeah. When you do 60, 80 weeks in a jail, you got, you're got you an inmate yourself. That's what I'm saying. I think that's a good television show. If you just did it from the point of the COs and you can't really tell who's the real prisoner. Like, like just the storylines will be focusing only on it. Like, you don't even see the inmates. You see the inmates, but you ain't. it's not about the inmates. Mm-hmm. And you realize the mentality. It's like you are imprisoned in your mind, even if you're a CO. Yeah. And they're not, they're regular people. Yeah. Like, so like... Not the best educated. Yeah. And they're going to make a lot of bad decisions. First of all, you give someone without an education an $80, 80 hour a week check at, say, I'm guessing they probably make around $20, $22 an hour. Mm. That's getting spent on rims, lift kit on my truck. I'm buying bags for bitches. I'm at the bar. Like, so they're broke. Yeah. Every two weeks. Yeah. Every and easy to manipulate by mastermind criminals who can see, oh, you fucked up. Now I just wish I just wish we gave like we should give scholarships to people in prison who are really smart. Like let them start over. Like people like think about the think about the guy who was pushing mad weight, but he was great in chemistry and math. Mm-hmm. You give him a math scholarship, and then he you set him straight, put him clean, and give him a job, and he could be like a, a math a math whiz. Nah, he's not gonna want a job. What's, what's he gonna do with he math? He could be a he could be a math professor. No, he's not gonna want that. It's because his what's motivating him to be first of all it's funny too because i don't even look at those guys as criminals i don't look at geniuses who figured out how to make money illegally as criminals i know but i don't think so either i don't think so either because i know it was a necessity thing but i also realized that a lot of good talented men and women are in prison because they had to succumb to the situation and their dire needs for like survival right but the say the thing that motivates a guy who sells dr- illegal drugs in the neighborhood is the same thing that motivates jeff bezos to build amazon mm-hmm. it's just about being great creating something that generates revenue and then continuing to go it's an obsessive yeah so then let them come out and fucking start a business yeah they will but they're always going to cut corners every businessman is going to cut corners that's fine as long as they're not illegal cutting corners literally means illegal well i mean you know what i'm saying like i know we have white collar crimes and we tolerate that but i'm saying like i feel like they should be allowed to start a business and redeem themselves and become an upstanding citizen. Yeah, because first of all, if you got a guy who was running an organization in a neighborhood like this and was employing 22 people, mm-hmm. that guy automatically, you you know, he's got worth. He's got worth. Yeah. He took 22 people who were in a hopeless situation mm-hmm. and turned everyone's life around. That's like that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. When he played the scammer. Mm-hmm. And they fucking employed him. Like, he served time in prison, and then they employed him to help him fight other scammers. And it's Correct. like, let these people do the same thing. I mean, not necessarily like help you find other drug dealers, but like let them be employed to help you 
They do that. They just don't do that with black folks. So no, they do the no. same thing with like cyber criminals. Yeah, I know. Oh, you hacked. Wasn't it? Could you come and help us with our I website? know. <laughs> but you know, I read the story. There's a guy. I don't know if I know him. I mean, I don't know if I heard the story firsthand or if I read it somewhere else. But there was a guy who was a hacker and he's not allowed to have a computer because that's the term of his deal. Because mm-hmm. like if he if he has a computer, he's wildly dangerous. Yeah. I wish I was a hacker. There's the other guy, Andrew Oppenheimer, who he left America. He went to like one country where he can't be extradited, but like he's wanted. And like a, he was the guy that was like behind like most of the WikiLeaks stuff and all of that kind of stuff oh, like that. Like not, not Snowden. What's his name? Andrew Oppenheimer. Something. I, oh. I found out about him through a Childish Gambino song. That that that. The, oh, I heard that. Yeah. And that like, I went and looked that guy up, and I'm like, holy shit. He no, you know what he did? He told people not to give that much power to Apple, and then he hacked into all of the iPads and revealed everyone's information to show like Apple is not the solid thing that you're. you're and yeah. Apple sick the authorities on him because it was like he compromised he would compromise the entire company man listen i would if i was a hacker oh i would do so much yeah i don't know but that's the same there are hackers who can do that but then they're motivated by money and they will do it for money but they won't do it for the greater good there's some people who do it for the greater good and they get ostracized or they get kicked out or they get you know in prison but the people who should do it for a lot like there should be somebody out right there right now who can easily wipe out all student loan debt Easily. That was what whole fucking Mr. Robot was about. Yeah, yeah. I stopped watching after season two though because it got too complicated. Did it? Yeah, it was it was too I mean it was I used just to do like, background work for them. I used to uh, I remember they, I used to um because they used to do a lot in Washington Square Park. Yeah. So I would just show up, check in, and then come to the cellar. Cause they would all be like overnight shoots. <laughs> so I would just hang out to the cellar till like four o'clock in the morning and then just report back and just mm-hmm. kind of blend in before it wrapped up. Yeah, no, I I definitely wish that somebody would hack and remove all student loan debt. Then I would say release all of like the emails from the White House, all of the correspondences, all the visitors log to Mar-a-Lago, all of the... F- Yo, somebody, somebody on Twitter, because you know what's so crazy, even though we try to make it seem like we don't want Big Brother watching us, they do it and we don't even realize it but yeah. until we w- want to see it and it benefits us. Like, mm-hmm. oh, then this is great. So, you know, you can look up any flight, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you can even, I don't know if you still can, but you could used to be able to say to your phone, like, what's over, like, what flight is above me? And they would say, they would track all the planes and they would show you the, the, um, the height elevation, the angle from where you were. It's so weird. Like, why would they put that in fucking Siri? But you could do that. And somebody was charting, like, somebody was following flights to america from like saudi arabia and russia and they would they were pinpointing like well who could have possibly come here for an hour and a half to fly all the way back and so they were like tracking it and they were figuring out like what elected officials was doing business with people from over other countries right right and it's like if you could do that from just your phone then you could fucking wipe out student loan debt yeah, now here's the funny or thing expose, about expose like the real bad guys. But wiping out student loan debt—that's that's an interesting concept because it's the same concept almost as like giving reparations. You know, if you wipe out all of that debt, mm-hmm. those people are going to find a way to put themselves in debt to somebody else but because they do not understand choice. money. But that's their choice, and also, also not necessarily going to debt. But if you wipe out student loan debt, right, you're giving families anywhere from seventy-five dollars a month to $500, $600 a month 
back to them to do what they can for their family. Like mm-hmm. that's like grocery money. That's gas money. That's a light bill. That's like, that's money that could be actually invested into who you are and your family and your well. That's health insurance money. Like, yeah, I don't think people would take $500 back from not paying student loans and be like, I'm about to go buy Tim's. I think, most people will be like, I need to buy shit that is actually needed in my life. Really? I think we know two different types of people that grow. I mean, I think <laughs> some people will buy Tim's, but I'm I think, to most think even people... even even what we would look at as respectable people would just be at Whole Foods just upgrading what they're buying there. You know what well, I mean? Like I'm about to find out because I only got I want to say like seven hundred dollars off of my student loans, which I really don't want to pay off out of spite. Sheesh, yeah. Out of fucking spite. But I'm gonna do it. That yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And you're like one of few. You might as well just wait and see what happens. Like, but ah. it's only se- if it was like seven thousand dollars, I would wait and see what happens. Seven hundred at this point, it's like it's fucking seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm so annoyed because I really don't want to pay it off out of fucking spite. I I, I just want to see like um I read somewhere I don't know if it's true, but Elizabeth Warren said that her first day her her first day in office, she's wiping out student loan debt, and I was I was like I can wait. Yeah, yeah. But then that fucking interest on seven hundred dollars from now to November is dumb. I, Stupid. I don't. I know. I never signed up for Obamacare because I figured it was going to get hacked and go away. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm kind of silently rooting for Trump to get rid of it because I'm like I'm tired of paying this fine every year. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but you know, you should. We should have health insurance. So it it doesn't. All right, like. It's it's a it's not that I think it's a scam. It's just like I don't know how to get out of it what I need out of it. So what remember, do you mean? Like are right, you like see the, you the patch Ob- the patch has started up on my head. Yes. Right. So I went to urgent care because people kept pressuring me, like, you need to go get that checked out. Mm-hmm. So I go to urgent care and I know urgent care is gonna cost like two hundred bucks. Okay. So I'm calling ahead, like, hey, does do you guys do this? Can't get to a human being on the phone. That's where we are in America. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell phone numbers are even for. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I go, they keep pushing me to the website, and the website is just schedule the appointment. You can walk in, you can be seen. All right, so I schedule the appointment, um, get all these text messages confirming everything. I start making my way down to urgent care. Mm-hmm. When I get there, there is a huge black woman behind the desk who does not want to be there. She does not want to be there. And she just throws a tablet at me. Are you here to be seen? Here. And I mean, like, all right, but I already, you got to do the tablet. Okay. So I'm on the tablet answering the same questions that I just answered on the computer at home. Not only are they the same questions, Chloe, when I give her the tablet back and she goes, look at the board and look for when they call your name. And she points to the big giant television mounted on the wall. My name is now there twice. So once from when I did it at home, and then I just did it here, and I try to chuck. Is there any way? Yeah. Can do you know whether they? I just want to see about the spot on my head. The doctor will let you know when you get back there, but you have to pay in advance because I'm sure people are running out. Mm-hmm. So now I have to put two hundred dollars down up front to go in the back. Lady calls me in. This is where it kills me. Lady is fucking asking me questions that I'm feeling like they should be using instruments to check. Yeah. With your height, with your weight, like. Ain't you supposed to measure me and weigh no, me? We just going to guess. Yeah, they're going to believe you on that one. Right. And then uh, she asks what I'm here for, and I tell her. 
And uh, then she sends a doctor in, and the doctor asks again what I'm here for. So I'm like, well, what was all of the filling shit yeah, out for? I yeah. could have just gave you $200 and just kept my mouth shut until I saw the doctor. Only for the doctor to come in and go like, yeah, we don't do that. You're going to have to see a dermatologist. I mean, it looks like alopecia, but you know, I don't know. I'm like, I just paid $200 for that? You know what I mean? And it was the same thing. Like, well, last time I did have health Man, insurance. I would have called my bank and be like, cancel that charge. I wanted to, but I just did it with Hertz Rent-A-Car. <laughs> <laughs> I had just called the credit card company like, I need to challenge this. So like, I don't want to do it again. But um, I had this, yeah, like I, last time I had health insurance, I had a job that you know, I had it. I enrolled in it, mm-hmm. and I went to the doctor. And I never forget this guy looked at me like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm here for a checkup. Like, yeah, I got insurance. I'm supposed to come to the doctor, right?" And it's like, I mean, you're healthy. Nah, you got to get a checkup. I need to get a checkup. I got health insurance now. I just qualify for SAG health insurance. A couple yeah, months. Couple let me know months. if that's good. I was holding out for Listen, that. I figured I was going to get SAG and not have I, the same shit Tom Cruise has. So yeah, well, I mean it's. Two tiers, I think. It's like if you make like seventeen thousand is like the base seventeen thousand from SAG, that's like the lower tier. Oh, it's and not all that. one blanket. No, plan? it's two tiers, but it's still very good. It's only like three hundred and fifty seven dollars a quarter. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So I just gotta I gotta like read through it. I haven't like looked at all the shit yet, but hmm. I didn't pick my doctors and stuff, but I got health insurance for the year. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that's a good weight off the shoulders. Yeah, you know, you just I got I, I got my last physical when I went to jail, so it was good. That was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tuberculosis, all that, I'm clear. <laughs> Yo, I had I got my last checkup maybe about two years ago when I had when I had Obamacare before they fucked up my rate because I was paying like I wanna say it was like three something a month, but then with the discount, you know, like the you got like a credit. I mean, it might have been like one eighty a month, mm-hmm. and then fucking uh, Trump gets in office, and that shit went up to eight hundred dollars. And I was like, cancel that shit. That's another reason why I didn't get involved with it because the plans didn't make sense. It didn't make sense where the funding was coming from. Now, low key, at the, at that time that uh, they were unrolling it, I was working in a call center, and comedy wasn't going all that well. I had to mm-hmm. take a little little job, and uh, I was in this call center selling plans for Humana, and we were calling a bunch of people, and I mean, we were calling people that were making like like twenty four thousand a year in like Kentucky and mm-hmm. these weird places, and it was weird because they were all listening to their television. Like you mm-hmm. get these calls, I'm calling the TV set, I gotta enroll, yeah. and you would put these people on like a plan it was like 282 dollars a month and they'd be like shit but it's like that's all their fucking money you know what i mean yeah and- i mean i think it was and you know what it is it's like when i think about obamacare it's the same thing i think about with like michelle obama trying to have like healthy food in the schools it's like yeah we'll let you get your plan off but we're gonna ruin it so that people will hate the plan and right. i think that obamacare was great for what it was intended to be but the health care system has a stronghold and they made it miserable because they still wanted to make a shit ton of money. Right. And you can't make a shit ton of money and give great and equal care to everybody. It's just not possible. It also seemed like a strategic business move where it's like, okay, if the Obamas have a partnership with a company like Humana. I personally was never aware of Humana before. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, excuse me, I can't even. I remember being told Obamacare was actually an offensive term. It's the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, because white people <laughs> are racist and they yeah, yeah, yeah. here. I mean, you're like even two years into Trump's presidency, they were like, "We don't want Obamacare just because it had just because it was Obama." In right. It. That just shows you how racist and but, dumb y'all are. Say for that lady that was making twenty four thousand a year that I was enrolling in a plan that cost two eighty two a month. The plan would actually cost like twelve hundred a month. The government is subsidizing yeah. the other. So Humana is now having a mass enrollment mm-hmm. of, you know, it's like having Section 8. Yeah. Because now you're getting all of these plans, $1,200 a month. Nine is coming from the government. Yeah. And you hope that these people get theirs yeah. in. But it's like now Humana becomes a major player. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're right up there with Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Independence and all of that. And, and they, it's like and they services is shit. Right. But they have the Obamas to thank for that. And yeah. they will probably always make sure that they're cutting them some sort of check for the rest of their life for making sure you got us through. You got us First through. First of all, you know they ain't cutting them no damn check. Not to know not not directly to them, but to some shell company that the Obamas control. Oh, here you go. Dave is my favorite conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Come on, man. They're not playing you think the Obamas are playing fair? I think they're playing the way people who make that amount of money play. I think they're doing <laughs> it. I nice. Think, I think they're doing what is nor like I think they're doing what's normal to their social economic class. Correct. And I wouldn't even be mad at them for doing that. It's like, yeah, that's what you if you know that that's out there, why wouldn't you get out yeah. there and do that? You have access to do that, why wouldn't you do that? That's true. Um well, Dave, I haven't had a guest on in a long time. What do you just be talking about yourself? Yeah, for like a half an hour. I call it a misfit moment. Good. Um, I'm trying to be consistent. Consistency is my brand for 2020. Consistency. Okay. Um, but I want to wrap this up before the camera cuts off because I know how much time I have left. So Dave Temple, Dave Temple, what makes you a social misfit? What makes me a social misfit is I am trying. I am trying so hard to undo the programming (laughs) that was put on me in the zip code and the family that I was delivered to from the hospital. Okay. I am in a world now where I understand that that shit does not work. It does not fit. Mm -hmm. And I I am working hard to undo that. But it's a weird struggle because it's my entire life and I'm holding on to some values that really mean nothing. But they mean everything to me and they mean everything to people back home that I don't even interact with anymore. And it's a weird But so do you so do you engage them like you still respect their philosophy or are you constantly being like, Yeah, no, this shit don't work? No, I avoid them at all costs now because I know you cannot you can't unprogram them if they don't even want to change. Or they don't even know that they need to change. Correct. And they're not wrong for being their way either because they're also not out of that area to see that there's something different. So for their every day, it's just fine. So someone like me even talking to them about something different, you're just annoying. Yeah. And that's a, that's a weird place to be in because it's like, I don't fit in there. I don't fully feel like I fit in here. And I'm not even a hundred percent sure where I want to be anymore. If mm. that makes any sense. Yeah. That's hard. Well, I mean, the other thing is like now you have your own family. So you have your own new world, your own new views to instill and hopefully you don't fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) My kid, like my kids, my family is now like a mixed race child. Mm. Like they're close enough 
to the hood, but not, but they're not going to be accepted by the hood because they didn't grow up in the hood. Yeah. And they're, but they're not going to be accepted in this new world that I'm transcending into because they're not in that either. They're right in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like that's fucked up that I put them there also. Mm. I hope they find more people like them. I hope so. <laughs> that, yeah, you, yeah. There's, listen, there's a community for everybody. So they'll find them. Yeah, with the internet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. The internet. Yeah, you know, it just, all comes back to the internet. I know. I just gave my daughter a, a laptop, and I'm like, just if you become a webcam girl, I will kill myself. First of all, you just have to manage her. Not like a webcam girl, but like manage what she's doing online. It takes a lot of time and energy and then yeah, controlling, but... and then they rebel against that kind of stuff. You got to find a sweet spot in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I wish you I wish you well. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, so much for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. If you're watching, I appreciate you. Um, and I'm, you know, going to be kicking off my Patreon soon. So that's where you'll be able to watch these videos. Hey, okay, good. Thank you, guys. I'm Chloe. I'll talk to you soon.